this is week three of financial payoff. Now, I don't, I don't have any notes. There's no slide show for this week because I just I want to draw some stuff and doodle some things. I was listening to last week, and something I do want to like touch on real quick. When we talked about saving money, like meal planning and couponing, I just said that I didn't address it. Uh, meal planning, what that is, is you just figure out what days you're going to be home um, and then make meals and cook. That does help you when you go in the grocery store because then you're not just grabbing this and that and that saying, I hope I use it. I would hate to know. I was thinking just this month of January, some, some food, not a ton, but I have thrown a bunch of stuff out because it's wasted. So meal planning can help you prepare so we don't just throw food because you may say, oh, I got a good deal. But if you're wasting it, that's money wasted. That's food that might have fed somebody, you know, somebody else could have got that deal. I don't, you know, you could go on and on with that. But meal planning, just figuring out what you're going to cook. Some people do it a month at a time and do frozen crock pot meals. Some people do it a week at a time. Some people just do two or three days of figuring out exactly what you're having and, and even going by what's on sale that week to figure out what you're having. Couponing, you can Google their sites, Groupon, different things. I've you don't have to be a professional to start doing it. There's all kinds of stuff online now. Help me. There's YouTube videos. Dusty's a YouTube pro. So if you would want to learn how to coupon by watching YouTube videos, that's where it is. I looked at some of them this week because something that I would like to save more money on is toilet trees. I don't care about food. I mean, I do, but not as much like toilet paper, shampoos, unless you're picky about what you use, razors, because it is starting to get warmer again, ladies, so start shaving more but that that kind of stuff so meal planning and coupon that's one way you can save money so as far as getting a date I said that in week one a date that you will be out of debt the way that you can do that whatever's on your budget sheet and I'm just gonna say you had five hundred dollars I wish I had an extra pen pen the ones on that wrote big Silas, I had one, but it's it's almost the same size as that. I wish it was like they had like a ballpoint one or something. But say you had $500 left at the end of your budget. Now, if you want to get out of debt, the thing is you have to follow that budget every month or it's not going to happen. So say you've got $500 left. Um, that's that's your amount that you've got to play with. And I just I just picked that because that's, that's my amount. I mean, you may not want to do exactly $500. You might want to give yourself a little bit of room especially maybe the first month or two, because like I said, it takes about 90 days to get a budget really in effect. So if I've got, I talked about my Chevelle, I'll just use mine, which it's lower than this, but I think when I started doing it, my Chevelle was 4000 and I don't know, say Ben's motorcycle was 4000 I'll just use a random example. So if I've got $500, instead of like trying to split that up both between those, I don't want to do that. We talked about this in last week. We want to snowball. So say my payment for this for this motorcycle or whatever, say it's $100 a month, and 70 goes to principal, and so 30 is going to interest every month. I'm going to leave that one alone. And say on this, since it's the same amount, say it's the same thing. So I've got 70 up here going to principal. And I've got 30 down here going to interest. So that's my $100 a month payment. So if I'm going to do the full 500 that's what I'm going to do just to keep it simple. So the next month, I'm still going to pay my $100 payment. 
but at some point I'm going to add an extra $500. So say the balance was 4000 I had only 70 that's going to actually come off of the principal because all that's going in interest. So then that's $3,930. And then I'm also going to bring this $500 and I'm going to put it there. So that's that's thirty four thirty. That's gonna be my balance next month. That's gonna drop down just to thirty nine thirty, this loan down here. So I've got thirty four hundred and thirty dollars. What I'm gonna keep doing is I'm gonna keep repeating that same model each month until that has a zero balance. So like the next month I'm gonna start off at three thousand four hundred and thirty dollars. Okay, then I'm gonna take my seventy principal off of that, which is gonna be thirty three 60 I think so 3360 and then if I take 500 off of 3360 I'm going to be way below 3000 so what you as, as you do that each month you're eventually going to be able to I mean you're going to go way beyond but you might even go into the next year because like me I figured out I can pay off one of my loans in six months and one of it so it's not something I can just do in a month or two and by doing that, and you can do that with your mortgage or whatever debt you're focusing on, you want to start with a snowball like we talked about last week and focus in on that one. Then once it gets done, you may want to move to something bigger, but they always say start with the smallest debt first. So we keep repeating that, repeating that, repeating that, and after maybe six months, and the only thing that will change on that a little bit, if $70 in principal came off this month and then I paid an extra $500 in principal, the next month I might have 72 or $73 going toward principal because the lower your payment balance is, the less interest and the more is going to get to go toward principal because it's financed every, it's like the interest is compound or whatever every month. So that's going to eventually work and then maybe six or seven months then you'll have that one paid off. So that'll be like, okay, I'm debt free from that in, I don't know, uh, June of 2016. Then my other one down here, since I'm going to be able to put 500 plus the 100 from that payment, I'm going to be able to put $600 towards that one the next month after that one's paid off. See where that's coming from? Because the $100 that was going towards that, I'm also able to put down here towards this, so that's $600 a month in principal plus my regular payment I'm going to be able to pay then. And by doing that, like I said, you'll figure out exactly what month. I don't know about the date. It just depends whenever you send your payment in, but you'll be able to figure out what month and year you're out of debt. Well, this one's a hundred dollars plus your five six hundred dollars. Yeah, plus that plus your regular. So yeah, seven hundred dollars. But what I'm saying, you'll have an extra six hundred dollars going towards that. So it's going to get paid off soon. Snowball, not tornado. Oh, it looks like a tornado. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I was like, no, it's not tornado. It's a snowball. So do you understand how that works? I, I budgeted my 500. Yes, that was in my budget. So when I when that was that 500 dollars that I started with, that was at the bottom of my budget during my extra amount. That yeah. But now this is the thing. If I do 500 dollars towards it, I have to stick to the budget because the next month when I'm trying to pay other stuff, I'm not going to be able to be like, well, uh, that 500 dollars is gone. I don't have money to go eat on or do something extra. If, if, if you want to be able to set an exact month and year, you have to go by the budget every month. And like I said, you, I would actually, under, $500 is what I do. That's not my extra. It's close. 
but give yourself some wiggle room up. Maybe just five fifty or even six hundred dollars to account for a mistake or something that might happen or which you know, we talk about savings and all that stuff. But that that's how you figure out exactly what month and what year. But you have to stick to the budget, you have to. There's no way you're gonna be able to do that. It's gonna jack everything up and it'll be a mess. So does everybody understand how that works and how I got that? Okay. So I'm gonna show you all two more things. One, I told you guys I would do this, and I actually uploaded it um, when I was updating doing some website stuff the other day, the Excel spreadsheet. If you're a computer person, you can even do it on your phone or iPad or whatever. I'll show you how this. You can print one off. I don't have any copies printed off. That might be something I can do. But it's, it, it's not really any different than your budget. The thing with using a spreadsheet, it automatically calculates your stuff. So if you go to our website, BethesdaPeople.com, and go to Resources and Guides and Documents, We've got devotionals over here, financial payoff. I've got copies of that budget form I gave you in week one. That's just some presentations. Uh, there there's not going to be a presentation for week three. I will put up week three podcasts whenever I get around to fixing it and uploading and all that stuff. So if you just go to monthly budget spreadsheet, it's going to open it up in a new window on your computer. You can, and where you're seeing that came up in the corner, you can open Excel. It'll probably do the same thing. It might, it'll probably automatically open up Excel maybe on your laptop or on an actual computer. On this, so if I go into open in Excel, I'm just going to show you what I've done. So when, if you do go in, the formulas are already in here. So all you've got to do is punch stuff in and hit enter. The only thing is if you go to erase an amount, make sure you don't hit the delete key because it's going to delete the formula out. So you want to hit backspace. So like here, I've got it all on here, which I know that's funny. I'm just trying to get us all there. Um, if you look up top where the dollar amounts are on column C, that's where all your bills and whatever, and I even left some extras, uh, groceries, dine out, car payments, credit card loans. Uh, I even left a spot for debt snowball. That would be the $500 that I used an example just a minute ago. Emergency fund savings, allowance fund money. All that stuff. What's hiding in the mission? I need to move that. I'll fix that tonight. I didn't proofread it too good. I meant to put, oh, well, I've got it up here at the top, too, but I need to delete that out of the bottom. I'll do that. So your expenses are right here, um, down at the bottom. And then your income's over the side, and I've got three different slots, and then it'll automatically total all that up. So you just put your income in the slots, and it'll total it. And then um, it cut my thing off. It's on a different page. I'll fix, I'll fix it. But it, all your expenses are added up where it's in caps at the bottom expenses. And then your income will be added up total. And then there is a line. It's not up there. I'll fix it when I get home tonight that will actually have your extra money. So that, that'll be on the computer. And that's, that's where that money goes. So that's up on the website. I will fix that tonight. That way you can use it if that's and that's a file. I don't know if you use Dropbox or anything like that. I actually have on my Dropbox file. I have that saved. That's what when I told you guys I was at the car lot that time, punching stuff in the spreadsheet. That's what I was punching stuff in, and figuring it up on my phone to see how much extra we had. Because before Ben went and bought a car, I knew that I was wanting to pay the five hundred dollars and do that snowball. So I had I had to factor all that stuff in. So that's that. Like I said, you just punch stuff in here. Income goes. The one, two, three at the bottom underneath. Everywhere there, anywhere there's dollar signs, you're going to put an amount. And it will tally that up so you will have that. 
Any questions about the spreadsheet? And I'll probably leave this financial payoff stuff on the website for a while. So investments is the last thing I want to talk about. I told you it probably wouldn't be as long tonight. Um, the baby steps. Remember us taking notes at the end of these. I believe I don't remember if it was week one or week two. Would you Chris listen both? But it's a thousand dollar baby emergency fund, and I'm on DaveRamsey.com. He's done her investing. But thousand dollars baby emergency fund. Two, pay off all debt using debt snowball. Three, save three to six months of expenses as your fully uh, funded emergency fund. What he recommends, and the only reason I'm, I've kind of been back and forth and just took info from wherever, the reason I like what he does about investments is because it's from a Christian perspective. And I mean, he's just honest. There's some things and risks that he doesn't recommend. And if somebody that's got a whole lot of money don't recommend them, then I'm probably not gonna, take, if he's not gonna take a chance with his millions of dollars and I don't need to take a chance with my yeah two dollars because it ain't nowhere near a million so that that's what this is coming from so what I do like about what he said if you're still on baby steps one through three don't worry about investing right now if you are so this is for future reference and the reason I'm talking about this even at your work now the first part it says investing for those just getting started so make sure you complete the first three baby steps Two, begin by doing pre-tax savings 401ks, 403b, TSP, traditional IRA, tax-free state. I'll talk about those in just a second. A lot of times your work, Mary mentioned, I think in week one, Donnie had, uh, his was a 401k, or sometimes a 401, 403b, there's all kinds of different numbers. And she said, what did you say, 7%? Sometimes, so that's what he, he will say, well, how much do I pay into that out of my check because it's before taxes? This is my thing, figure up your budget and you can look at a tax table, it's online, the IRS, and it'll tell you like what, on how much you make and whatever you're filing, single or married and your exemption, it'll tell you about how much is gonna be taken out for taxes. Aside, now that's not counting if you pay for company insurance out of your check and stuff like that. But if you go to that, I would go by your budget, see what you can afford, what you need to have as income, and then figure out too what percent you wanna do. Some companies will match up to 4%, I've heard sometimes they ma might match you, whatever, that's not unheard of now. So if they match you, figure out what you can afford. Because if you're in debt a bunch, you can put this money in retirement, but you've also got to have money to pay your bills right now. So that's something to consider. That's why it's really important that you fill out the budget. So that's that. Uh, traditional IRAs. I want to make sure I get this right. I used to work at the bank, but I sometimes get confused. Okay, traditional IRAs made some notes they're tax deductible so if I'm gonna go get an IRA whatever I pay into that for that year I can deduct that off my taxes but whenever I go to cash it out I'm also gonna have to pay state and federal taxes on that now if I get a Roth IRA I don't have any deductions for putting anything in it I can put a thousand dollars in nothing none of that's gonna come off my taxes but with a Roth IRA once I get that money I don't have to pay state and federal taxes so that's what it's talking up here where it says tax-free savings and things. And there's also <coughs> Roth 401ks and all that different stuff. I don't, is anybody in here really in-depth into savings and long-term investments? You what? Yeah, so, and, that, and that's good. So you've got, you've got 401k and then that's, that's, that's the nice little, the KS 
whatever it is. But yeah, I got, I get some things. Well, that's what I'm getting ready to say. Mutual funds, you don't make a whole lot of money on them with, this, with mutual funds. And he really doesn't recommend just going out there and throwing your money in the stock market. That would scare me to death. And the same with mutual funds, which is next, which I'm not sure, I don't remember what you all had. But the same with mutual fund, I don't want to get too in depth. With the mutual fund, they're a little bit safer than um, stock, transferred stock, ETFs. I'm trying to think what it is. Just because at the end of the day, but higher than what you were on. Yeah. 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 Right, and that, that, that I should have said that first. If you're going to invest money, you need to find a professional. Don't just have, I know a friend of a friend that's doing it. Go, go to a firm that actually does it. Just, no, do not go to each aid and do it yourself. Go, go, there's places, um, Portsmouth, there's Maysville, Ashland. I don't know if anybody in Lewis County that actually does that. Some of the, they, sometimes, I don't know if the banks here do. The bank I used to work at, we had a stock department, and we actually had financial advisors. That's all they did was stock, stock market, mutual funds, and all that. I don't know about down here. I'm sure they've probably got some small, but always go to somebody professional because they know all the ins and the outs. same thing. You probably want somebody that's in it for the long haul, too, that somebody that's been doing it for years and years and plans on sticking in it. So it's always important to get a professional done. What I was going to say about mutual funds is that they're a little bit less riskier just because, like, at the end of the day, they cash out instead of, like, some stocks that are going to go up and down all throughout the day. But my, my advice would be to find a professional. Right now, a lot of stuff's not drawing interest. Used to, CDs would get between 5 and 8% 10 years ago. And usually now it, they're, they're not hardly doing anything. The thing that I would recommend, and he does too, because we've done before, to recommend CDs for is for like a long, short-term slash long-term savings. If, if you're wanting to save up for a car, because most CDs are 6, 12, 18, but sometimes there's three and four years. You might want to use that as a, for when your kids graduate in college, you're putting something in when they're in eighth or eighth grade or ninth grade or something like that, and you can get that money out then to help with that. But CDs and stuff like that really need to recommend just as like as a savings plan. It's not really something you're going to make money off of. Savings accounts don't make anything now, except good deposits. Some CDs is there's stipulations where you can't touch it. Yeah, it's a little bit more, but there's penalties if you withdraw the money. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying. There's sometimes, like, I remember when I worked at the bank like 10 years ago, it was a pretty good deal. You had, you could put 5000 didn't have $5,000, but I, it was, I knew enough about the bank that it was good. You could put $5,000 in a CD for five months and get 5% interest. Now, they don't do, I've not seen anything like that recently. But that's just, if you if y'all do want to get on here later on, I do trust him. He knows what he's talking about. That's why the investment thing, I was definitely, Dave Ramsey. It's, he's Christian-based. 
And he, he'll recommend to pay somebody. I mean, he pays somebody to do his. He don't just go out in the stock market and invest here and there. But the whole how money used to be, guys, I'm going to be honest, you can tell. The economy's not doing horrible. Walmart's still packed. People still have credit. Their stuff's still being bought everywhere. But as far as interest, when you're trillions and trillions of dollars in debt, you're not going to be able to keep just paying out interest. That you don't have to begin with. So it's, it's def stuff's definitely not like it was 10 years ago, definitely not like it was 50 years ago. So there's, I would just recommend reading, but first thing, if you're wanting to invest some money, go find somebody that actually works at a firm that you know somebody that's, now obviously you may not get rich like them, or it may not be one of those fluke things that don't just try to do it yourself. Single stock, this is what I was talking about, he doesn't own single stock and doesn't suggest them as part of your investment plan. And what he's talking about, like if you go buy stock in Walmart, which you know everybody's kicking themselves whenever they didn't go buy that back in the day, or Yahoo, or a lot of these things that took off in the mid to late 90s and started booming. But he's saying, like today, he wouldn't recommend it because it is risky. I mean, something could bottom out tomorrow. They could get bought out and shut that half down. And say, like, somebody that bought a bunch of stuff in Sears or came where they've merged and ha half their stores are closed. That kind of stuff. Here's, here's where he talks about CDs. For purchase package, if you own a business, like to help save up for the end of the year. Not for, yeah, short term investing. So, not for long term investing because they're low rate of return. Kind of to outpace in place, three to percent, three to four percent per year. I don't, I didn't check. I wish I would have checked on PMT, but I don't, a lot of the CDs probably are barely three to four percent now. So, it, that's just something he recommends. Bonds and fixed annuities. His main thing is mutual funds because mutual funds. There's less risk. My thing, everybody wants to get rich quick. Nobody wants to lose anything. That's why we need to be careful with what we have because we're, we're not guaranteed anything. I mean, I think all this stuff is really good, but America could bottom out tomorrow, and your paper money is going to be worth nothing. I'm going to be going up to my mother-in-law's and eating out of the pan counter. Well, the rest of y'all, y'all probably be up at your mom's eating because I, I can't can nothing. I'll be eating green beans for the next six months however long it lasts, and then I guess after that I'll be in trouble. But if it, if it did bottom out, our paper and checks, and it's not going to be worth anything. So saving is good, yes, we need to do it because I think it's being a good steward of what we have, but I think that's also part of the book. Lord, I can't afford gold. I do have some silver, and I, that was the last thing I was going to touch on. Silver has went up, like silver pieces. I don't have big silver bowls or anything like that. It's like all ounces, and it's not much. I'm trying. Seemed like when I work at the bank, we always had guys coming and selling me stuff. I don't even know how much silver is now. At one point, silver was like forty or fifty dollars an ounce. I know a year or two before that, it it was only like ten. S silver and gold, yes, but it just that's just one of those things. So I do think if you're really scared and do have extra money, I think a one way of saving is to buy gold. Is really ridiculous. I don't even know what it is. I remember this guy at the bank, he, he came in and was telling everybody, so it's not like a secret or anything. He bragged about having one ounce of bars. Well, at the time, they must have been 10, 10 or 12 years ago. They were like $1,000 an ounce then. But, yeah, if you want to invest in silver and stuff like that, now, obviously, you don't want to put all your stuff in it because then it's like, well, I'm paying for my groceries with silver. That's not going to work out too well. John Combs would probably like that. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, huh? 
Okay. So, yeah, silver, gold is a good thing. My thing is if you're wanting to make investments, go see somebody professional. Go through a big corporation, big company. Don't just go to some hill jack in an alley on a changer. Yeah, with stocks do. Variable annuities. Those are contracts with life insurance companies. You can just read through some of this. My main thing is if you want to invest up after, but a lot of people, some people are, because when I did this class, I was just trying to hit the majority of people. But most people, how many of you have a $1,000 baby emergency, but you don't have to raise your hand by the time you think this in your mind. How many of you have a $1,000 emergency fund? You don't have any debt at all, period. No car, no credit cards, no nothing. And you have three to six months of expenses. Now, some of you in here may. I personally don't. That whole three to six months of expenses thing, uh, it's going to be a long time. But he's saying before you even start investing, you need to have all your credit cards and debts paid off. You need to be able to manage well with what you have. And the three to six month plan, like I said, most, most people, most average in Lewis County, I would say that it's it takes families probably two to three thousand on average to run, and that's probably it, and it might even be lower about a thousand. I'd say between one and three because we have so many more people that are on SSI and different things like that, so they're not going to have new car payments and big rent payments because it's paid for. Still, though, even if it's two thousand dollars a month, okay, that's tw six months. That's twelve thousand dollars. You're still have to get in savings plan before you start investing. If you are to that point, I would just recommend going to, a, to mutual funds and checking in on that. It seems to me from what I've read, and I've read a bunch, especially over the last week, those seem to be the less risky with the best investment. I'm not saying the highest and you're going to get a return because you need to go and talk what they're going to say. But I'm just telling you from a Christian perspective, a man who's lost everything once and then he don't want to lose it again, that, that's what he's recommending, and I can see why. But I won't be ready for mutual funds anytime soon. If save invest your kids' college, things like that. Um, I said last week, I would probably, number six was pay your home off early. I would put that somewhere towards the top for me. That would probably be like right under before three. That's just me, though. But that's just his. Let me scroll down through here real quick and see if there's anything else. He also has books and stuff like that. I've actually seen some of Dave Ramsey's financial books at Ollie's, which is kind of one of those things where they get in a whole box of them and you may not see them, but he's got some stuff. Crazy's bookstore has them. There's thrift plans and all this stuff. Watch out about commissions and fees whenever you are paying somebody. That needs to be one of the first things you check for, too, because, you know, if somebody's making you money, you're going to have to pay them something. That's just part of it, though. Working with your advisor, you need to tell them what exactly what you want whenever you do go in. Okay, this is how much I'm willing to invest. This is what I want to do. This is what I don't want to do. I don't want to lose it all and not have anything. If you want to go to DaveRamsey.com, he's also got a podcast on uh, Hmm. I didn't even see it. I was scrolling through, but he's got, he's got a daily podcast. If you do have an Apple iPhone, you can sync your phone to that. So, and like I said, some of his stuff will go way over here. I just for this class, I'm just trying to to say for the the majority of people, if you do want to invest, 
pay somebody and tell them exactly how much you spend, exactly what you make. Don't waste their time. Don't waste yours. Because I definitely wouldn't be. Just want to explain to them why I do what I do. So, like I said, sticking to the... Like I know that tonight wasn't going to take long. I didn't think it was. I couldn't fit all that into last week, an extra half hour stuff, because we're literally getting out of here at 7.30. So if you still have not filled out your budget, even by week three, technically week four, Thursday is still not officially counted out. Uh-oh. She's getting ready to knock you out, I think. Knock her out. Knock her out. I know she can hear me. She's laughing. She's thinking about it. all you need to hear all right so fill out your budget figure out where exactly you're at what you can do and i promise you if you follow that budget to the tip you will save money it's not me doing anything it's just you putting restrictions on yourself and having some self-control start saving somewhere so that that is that is week three financial payoff does anybody have any questions okay i didn't get diplomas i'm sorry y'all made me feel bad and i don't even think anything about it i'm a horrible person uh, well i'll tell you what i'll do <laughs> y'all can keep loud um depending on how well you're doing when i talk to you in a couple months i'm gonna check up with everybody that's been coming and what is this i said 90 days so you do it all february all march all april first of may i'm gonna check up with everybody and see how you're doing if you paid off any debt Anybody have any questions about financial payoff, about the budget sheet? I remember that. So you did. Yeah, that's all it is. Snowballing is just paying your minimum payment on everything else and then what, focusing on one, and then once you get the second one, focusing on it, and then the next one, the next one, the next one. Stick to the budget. I know I just said that probably ten times in the last couple minutes, but I'm telling you, you have to stick to it or it's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to snowball if you don't stick to the budget. Something I actually would recommend doing or that I do for myself, I set that, um, the $500, I set that up as a schedule. And even if I may schedule it out a month, but I go ahead and write that in my checking book minus $500, my February first checkbook, my checking book. Yeah, so it, it's already out. I, I told you all, you never want to depend on money that's not coming in. I don't want to go ahead and put Ben's next four paychecks in there and start spending because something could happen. I'm not guaranteed that. But um, if I've already got my payment amount deducted out of there, I don't have to worry about spending that. If, I, if I've paid that and I don't have enough money to eat out that night or I don't have the gas to drive to Lexington back for whatever, you know, whatever it is, I know that it's already paid for. So doing that kind of stuff first. If you, do, if you do have a job, one thing, only thing I can think of, and they do have some kind of a 401k or something that you have the opportunity to pay into, I would strongly recommend that because, so you guys, so there's 401ks aside from the state retirement for teachers, and see, that's a good thing, which I hope that it, I hope that it doesn't, 
that say something does happen through state retirement stuff. Because, see, teachers don't pay into Social Security, so I'm kind of really in trouble right now because I don't work a ton. But I'm also, I haven't paid anything in Social Security since I worked for the bank back in 2007. Yeah, I do that. I just got vested last year, your fifth year. Yeah, but, but that's not going to be very much. What I'm saying is something happened to that retirement plan. All you're going to have is Social Security. Like I looked, um, I think my daddy worked for the railroad. His is different, but now my mom, she worked for King's Daughters. She got a Social Security portion, and then King's Daughters also had a retirement system set up. It's different now because as time goes on, they're not going to keep paying good stuff like they're doing. But if something happens at retirement, it's a good thing to invest in 401K because that's all you're going to have. That maybe so like we wanted, like maybe Social Security. That kind of stuff is important. Any other questions before we close out? All right, then, let's close out in prayer, and I will put this, give me a few days, and I'll fix that spreadsheet tonight so that it looks right, and it'll be up, too. You can download it and save it to your Dropbox account or whatever you might have on your phone. All right, God, just thank you for this evening, and thank you for those that have committed to come in a few weeks, just to learn about being a good steward and managing your finances, and I just pray that you just help us to take this serious, God, that that if it's something that we really want, God, we're going to go the extra mile, and we're going we're gonna to work hard, and we're going to pinch where we can and cut corners and do whatever we can to be good stewards of what you've blessed us with. I pray that you would remind us when we're out making pitch purchases that is that going to go in the budget, that that rings in our ear. I thank you for the ones that have come here. I thank you for what you've blessed us, your people with. God, I thank you for everything that you've done, the health that you've given us and the jobs and, and everything that we have to work with. I just pray that you just help us to manage that and always remember that so that we can help ourselves, God, and take care of things you've given us, God, that are important so we can help others. In your name we pray and ask all these things.